Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The history of the PGA Tour in our state is even more mesmerizing than most of you might assume. Just with Greensboro, North Carolina, site of this week's Wyndham Championship one more time, you got guys like Sam Snead way back in the day, other legends of golf right here in our backyard as we speak. Round two of this year's Wyndham includes guys like Jordan Spieth and Webb Simpson just in the top 10. Mark Brazel is the guy who puts these tournaments together nowadays. You can follow him on Twitter, kind of the tournament as well, at Wyndham TD. That's TD for tournament director. It is the tournament director, Mark Brazel. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. For those who don't know, what is Margaritaville in the golf context, and how can people enjoy that this year? Well, you know, I, I love the first question. Um, <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite things we have here, right in the middle of our golf tournament, right near the first tee box. On the other side of it is the clubhouse that is protecting the sound from the live music going on all the time from the ninth screen. We have live music in basically what, a, like a Margaritaville bar. And nice. it is um, about a 60 by 80 tent. And it's packed all the time, starting about 10 a.m. till about 7 p.m. every day. And it's, it's where the party goes on at the Wyndham Championship. I know that it's only Friday afternoon, and at most golf events, things kind of ramp up on Friday night and then into the weekend. But what can you tell us so far just about the reception or who's being followed the most? Because I was jacked up a week ago at this time when I saw that Jordan Spieth, one of the best up-and-coming players of the last decade, added his name to the Wyndham uh, close to the final hour there. Yeah, that was a nice one to get on Friday afternoon in Memphis. Um, you know, he's. I think he's a. He's easily a top five guy. He might be a top three guy as far as uh, draws out on tour. Yeah. And he he's proven that for two days in a row. I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of people that are following this kid. Um, he's got a lot of young kids following him. He's got a lot of millennial millennials, and 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 he's got quite a few uh, older adults following. Him. So he's um, he's well liked by everybody. Sometimes golf can be territorial. Do you notice, obviously, Webb Simpson can be claimed by Charlotte, Raleigh, Wake Forest University. You have Harold Varner from ECU. You have Davis Love III from UNC. You have Bill Haas from Wake Forest and a lot of other examples. Do you Have you detected that over the years? Uh, what, Lucas Glover's a Clemson guy, right? Uh, that list seems to just go on and on, and most of those guys, if not all the ones I just mentioned, are in this year's field. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I, I tend to agree with you. It certainly uh, <clears throat> feels like the schools kind of uh, take the most territorial pride in those guys. But I know that Raleigh's very proud of of um, <clears throat> Webb and and Chesson Hadley. Yeah. And I know that Gastonia is really proud of Harold Vaughn in the third, as we all are. Um, and you know, uh, he, Davis didn't spend a lot of time here, except for a couple of years at, at, at Chapel Hill. But um, you know, we we love. We've got great relationships with all those guys you just talked about, and it's very, we're very fortunate that all those guys have been pretty darn good for their careers, and, and they keep coming back. <clears throat> What's the bottom line as you see it? Mark Brazel of the Wyndham <clears throat> Championship joining us on the David Glenn Show. It is a new golf calendar. We do have all four majors in the books. You guys are right before the FedEx Cup playoff. How are you trying to take advantage of this new place on the calendar? Well, there's a couple of things that have helped us this year. And, and I, I, you know, the Wyndham Rewards top 10, yeah. um, 
even though it was it was decided as far as who finished you know first and second last week, which we knew certainly that was a possibility, and it's not ever that bad to, for your your winner of the winning rewards top ten to be Brooks Kepka and the guy who came in second, Rory McIlroy. Right. But we've got a lot of guys that are still playing for it right now. <clears throat> Paul Casey, if he wins here, he jumps up several spots, wins an extra five or eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. A um, bunch of guys. If Webb Simpson, who is <laughs> he knows his place better than anybody, and he plays really well here. If he wins it, he makes an additional million dollars and jumps up to number five. So it's um, you know this winning reward certainly it certainly helps us with about seven or eight players, and there's about nine players that are actually in the running to get back to get into the top ten. A lot of the names. As well as, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. The last the last thing was when they're moving the the. You know, they've moved the schedule up. We've lost some tournaments that have one moved to the fall. Um, and then the other one, basically they've gone from four playoff events over five weeks to just three straight playoff events. This is actually our top-to-bottom strongest field that we've seen probably in 20 years. And even though um, we didn't get all those guys at the top of the, of the FedEx Cup list, our field has like 53 of the top 100 players of the FedEx Cup, and that's the best we've done in a while. Well done. Mark Brazel, Wyndham Championship on Twitter at Wyndham TD. Paul Casey, I see on the leaderboard you mentioned. Jordan Spieth is minus nine through two rounds. Uh, that's a top ten score as we speak. Webb Simpson is right on the uh, cusp of the top ten. He's still out there playing as we speak. A lot of these names are reasons to come back. I know you have some first-timers out there. I mean, Matthew Wolf, his name is either in or on the cusp of the top ten. It's a guy who, what, just won the NCAA individual title and then within months or weeks became a, a first-time PGA Tour winner. Now, how many guys kind of fit that worthy newcomer description? Well, I would say we've got, you know, I'd say we've got five here. you got Dylan Fratelli, who won the John Deere Classic, his first year out on PGA Tour. You got, uh, but he's 29. These other kids I'm about to say are yep. younger. Matt Matt Wolf, as you just mentioned, he won 3M Open. Colin Marakawa, who's a great, great player, he just he finished second to Wolfie at the uh, 3M, but he's finished had a lot of top tens, and he's already like moved up to number 46 in the FedEx Cup rankings because he won last week's Barracuda. And then you've got uh, Doc Redman from your neck of the woods over in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, and this one kid is a superstar, Victor Hovland, who was the low amateur at the, at the uh, U.S. Open and the Masters, finished top 12 at the, uh, at the U.S. Open. He's a stud, and he's from uh, Norway. For a casual fan, or I know you guys sometimes have specials for the military or first responders or school teachers, like my wife and I would just say hi to Mark Brazel, head to Margaritaville. I'm way more into the golf than she is, but we would both have a lot of fun in our own ways. For, for maybe a more casual fan uh, that just wants to enjoy the golf but wants to make sure the kids have something to do as well, how do you round out the rest of that picture uh, at Sedgefield this weekend? You know, Wyndham is so clever with uh, their branding and their activation. They've got a Wyndham Orange Top Ten Pavilion. And around the uh, golf course, they've got this Travel the World contest that if you go around to these different, um, all these different um, hotels, we've got, um, some expo bases, basically pictures out on the golf course where you can take a picture, you get and do some sort of social media post, you get a pin. And if you do this at all 10 spots, uh, it shows, basically shows one of their resorts, you can go back to the pavilion and win an incredible prize. It could be an upgraded ticket into like a hospitality venue for the next day or that day. There's shirts, there's hats, there's 
all kind of golf clubs. There's all kind of things that they're giving away in there if you go to all 10. So that's a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of kids doing that. You know, kids love pins, yeah. and they've been going around to the entire golf course, and, and it, that's a lot of fun. So it, it's a really cool part of uh, what we're doing, and we're really, we're really excited about it. For those who don't know, some guys just teed off like minutes ago. So there's plenty of golf still today at the Wyndham Championship. And, of course, yeah. after, after the cut, you have the big days on Saturday and Sunday with even more fun and festivities. Anything that I did not ask you that you'd l- want to add as we thank you for your time and, and wish you well as you head into the weekend? Well, I want everybody to check out the leaderboard because it's strong. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, you got you got Simpson and Snedeker and Spieth. Is, is, Spieth will be here for the weekend at a pretty good position. And so, um, yeah, there's all, all the all our top players True. are. It looks like they're going to be here for the for the weekend. So this is going to be a great great weekend. We're looking forward to it. And you know, people can still come out and and buy tickets. Um, you can get them on on um, WyndhamChampionship.com, or you can go to Harris Teeter, local Harris Teeters, buy one get one free. Or you can just come here to the Wind Championship and buy one at Will Call. So we'd love to have them. We have a big time out here. It's just a – we call it North Carolina's party of the year. Yeah. Come on out. I like it. And just glancing at the top 25 to support what Mark said about that leaderboard, Boo Weekly is a fan favorite. He's in the clubhouse at minus six. That means he's going to – Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, he's going to play on the weekend. you got Chesson Hadley representing Raleigh. He's at minus seven and done for the day. You have some internationals like Paul Casey. You have, as he said, Matthew Wolf, the rookie, but Webb Simpson, Jordan Spieth, the guys that you hoped would be there Saturday and Sunday are going to be there on Saturday yeah, and absolutely. Sunday. Mark, congrats. I'm telling you right yeah. now – Boo, Boo Weekly, I promised you right now, is probably in Margaritaville. <laughs> he does it every day. He does it every day. The smart money is on that happening for sure. Hey, congrats on putting together another outstanding tournament. We appreciate your time on the David Glenn Show. Thanks so much. Always great talking to you guys. Right back at you. Mark Brazel on Twitter at Wyndham TD. He is the tournament director of the Wyndham Championship. Free for All Friday continues with your phone calls. That can be the form of a question. Jeopardy style. It can be a complaint. It can be a prediction. It can be an answer to one of our questions of the day. In the NFL, with the preseason games already underway, Broncos over Falcons last night in the Hall of Fame game. Everybody else gets started next week. Panthers at Bears among your Thursday offerings as Ron Rivera and company get tired of hitting each other and actually take on somebody in a different colored uniform. The question has been almost every year in the NFL, at least one team goes from last place in its division the previous year to making the NFL playoffs the following year. The Jets and the Jaguars are getting the most votes on this question of the day. Of course, it's who will it be this time. Lions, Bengals, Bucks, Giants, Raiders, Cardinals also finished last in their divisions last year. Not as much support for those quick turnarounds. You can be next on the NFL. You can take us entirely elsewhere. We've had college football with all teams having practice underway. The basketball tournament, a $2 million winner-take-all, winner 64-team single elimination event is upon its semifinals. Championship game will be early next week in Chicago. All of these games are on ESPN with some seasoned professionals reaching for what would be six-figure per man grand prizes. The Wyndham Championship, of course, offers us an in-person chance to enjoy the golf weekend. Sedgefield Country Club and Greensboro, always an outstanding venue. Major League Baseball's trade deadline has passed. 
Red Sox at Yankees among the highlights of this weekend's schedule. You can chime in with your question or comment on the NBA, LeBron James. We have some announcements related to the big tailgate tour and also how Darren Vaught is going to handle the shows when I am in London, England with the rest of the Glenn family. More of those announcements, more of your phone calls statewide on the David Glenn Show. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Show. Appreciate Mark Brazel dropping by from the Wyndham Championship. Scott Fowler from the Carolina Panthers Fan Fest taking place a little bit later tonight. Preseason football continues for the college guys and the pros all the way basically to the end of August. With that in mind, and as we have open lines for the first time in a long time, you can steer our ship. It is free for all Friday. It is the only day each week where we turn most of our platform over to you. You follow our lead Monday through Thursday. We follow yours. We've been talking NFL, college football, a little college basketball, LeBron James, NBA. The Clippers may be changing their nickname. The basketball tournament, the Wyndham Championship, Major League Baseball, post-trade deadline and otherwise you can revisit one of those maybe get in on something when the lines were jammed monday through thursday but you can take us an entirely different direction if you'd like 1-800-849-2761 as we open up those lines and intern christian takes your calls 1-800-849-2761 my announcement involves the 2019 big tailgate tour darren vaught's announcement is involves how he's going to handle things as I am away for almost two weeks, including a nice long family vacation to wonderful love, uh, London, England, there will be a sports-related branch to that trip. We will be seeing Tottenham take on Aston Villa in an English Premier League match. Both of my children were soccer players. I was a youth soccer coach until they got so good and so old that I had to turn them over to the professionals. We are going to see an EPL match. It is one of the only things that I have not crossed off my personal sports bucket list. There aren't many things left in terms of terra firma here in the United States that I have not seen yet. Overseas, there's a handful that I still have not. It's probably a long, long list that I haven't seen yet. But I've been to the French Open, for example, in Paris. I have not been to an English Premier League match. I have not been to one of those biggest international soccer matches on non-American soil. So I'm looking forward to that. In my absence, Darren Vaught is putting together the 2019 edition of the Voices of North Carolina Tour. He'll tell you more about it. But basically, there are takeover days. We created this, I think, even before Darren came to the David Glenn Show. We let pro sports franchises, often led by their voice, host a day where it's not just all about the Panthers or all about the Hurricanes or whomever. They might find somebody only tangentially related to that franchise, but there's such a big name that it ends up actually propping up the guest list in ways that you would think go way beyond Duke Day, State Day, Carolina Day, Wake Day, etc. So as Darren tells you that, I'll tell you this. The Big Tailgate Tour is back for 2019 when at the end of this month, 
college football season really ramps up, including with ECU's trip to NC State, we're going to be there. When first-year Miami head coach Manny Diaz visits Chapel Hill for what is Mac Brown's first home game since he left for Texas way back in the late 1990s, we're going to be there with the big tailgate tour. So first weekend, end of August, we'll see you at Backyard Bistro in Raleigh prior to the Pirates taking on the Wolfpack. Second weekend, we'll be there in Chapel Hill, Miami at UNC. We're going to keep all of our favorites. We're going to ECU for family weekend in later September. We're going to Elon for homecoming in early November. We'll be at App State for family weekend in late September. Uh, and we'll be back to places like NC State and UNC. I think we're in Raleigh three different times this year. ECU visiting the Wolfpack on August 31st. UNC visiting the Wolfpack on November 30th. And then it's Clemson at NC State. Is that the Wolfpack's homecoming date? It's a strange opponent to pick for homecoming. But we're going to be at Carter-Finley Stadium three different times. If you're new to the Big Tailgate Tour, basically – we party like rock stars with you for three hours. We give away four free Continental tires multiple times during the course of a big tailgate tour. So you're talking about truly thousands and thousands and thousand dollars worth of prizes. We have, a, we have the Continental tire toss where you throw a football through the tire and you qualify for all sorts of other cool prizes. I have a very high success rate in the Continental tire toss for those who don't want to throw uh, for themselves. We have all sorts of giveaways, DG Show t-shirts, Smithfield's chicken and barbecue gift cards, sport clips, haircut certificates, koozies with our DG Show logo and our big tailgate tour logo. And yes, we do parade around the parking lots looking for each week the tailgate of the week. So there's one of those that comes with hundreds of dollars worth of prizes. And then if you're the tailgate of the week, you automatically qualify for the tailgate of the year honor. Somebody who was a tailgate of the week becomes the tailgate of the year honoree. That's worth thousands of dollars worth of prizes, including four free tires from our friends at Continental Tire. So we will soon unveil the entirety of the 2019 Big Tailgate Tour schedule. Just remember, we're coming to Greenville. We're coming to Boone. We'll be back in Charlotte for the ACC championship game, uh, game again. We're going to be in Raleigh three times. We're going to be in Chapel Hill. I think it's twice. We will be at Wake Forest. We're excited that we have a new location and some new bells and whistles. We're going to be, I think we're there for the Florida State Wake Forest game in mid-October. So we look forward to seeing a lot of the same familiar faces that we've been able to put names and faces some together with folks that have called our show or listened to our show for a long time. It's kind of our outreach program here at the David Glenn Show. We are in your communities every Saturday from late August through early December. We're somewhere on a college football weekend uh, for basically, what is that, three straight months or so. So that's the big tailgate tour as it's going to launch four weeks from now, basically. And, Darren, what are you going to do without me, man? you have any kind of uh, Voices of North Carolina Tour announcement, or should I go back to phone calls at 1-800-849-2761? Well, I will, I will uh, make sure we get a tweet out with the full schedule, of course, before you leave for London after Monday's show. But just so everyone's aware, we will have nine shows. There's going to be 
uh, all of the usual suspects collegiately. Next week includes NC State Day, App State Day, Carolina Hurricanes Day. There will be a Carolina Panthers as well as a Charlotte Hornets Day. Uh, and among the schools will also include Wake Forest Day, Duke Day, UNC, ECU, all of the, uh, the usual guys. And those are, of course, usually led by their play-by-play voices. Stan Cotton's going to do Wake Forest Day, Adam Witten uh, for App State Day. Of course, Dave Dorn will drop by on North Carolina State Day. Eli Drinkowitz on App State Day. Um, David Shumate and Dave Harding co-hosting Duke Day oh, good. will include David Cutcliffe, who, you know, as a lot of our listeners who are aware of the voices of North Carolina. He's practically tour. a godfather of the David Glass. He is. I mean, and yeah. sometimes he comes in studio and hosts it himself. A lot uh, of, I know you can't guarantee everything, but a lot of years Coach K drops by. A lot of years Roy Williams of Carolina drops by on UNC Day. Uh, I remember, like, on a wake day, they've had Chris Paul drop by in the past. Like, exactly. you, you name it. And did the Hornets have to beg to still be included this year? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on. Now, all the rest, think about it, man. The Wolfpack's coming off of nine win seasons back-to-back. Like, there's excitement there. I don't think the Tar Heels will be great, but given that you're doing Voices of North Carolina in August this year, Mainly, we're taking the Glenn family vacation in August this <laughs> yeah. year. So you were. Don't, not, don't act like that was my doing. <laughs> no, that was that you was... saying I'm splitting town this time of year. <laughs> that was not a vaught master plan there. <laughs> but it's closer to football season. Now, we've been talking about why there are so many reasons to be optimistic about the Panthers, hence Panthers Day. And we've had a lot of help. Ron Rivera, um, Luke Keekley helped one year. Sometimes it's Mick Mixon. Sometimes it's Jim Zoki. So the Panthers Day will be filled and brimming with optimism, understandably. Hurricanes Day is more exciting this time than it's been for almost a decade. Of course. So I'm and looking always, forward to that. Always entertaining with our good friend Mike Maniscalco leading that charge. Um, so that one's going to be a lot of The Wolfpack keeps winning. Dave Doran, you know, 18 wins the last two years. ECU has a brand new head coach. That always leads to optimism and excitement. So on ECU day, you know, Mike Houston is going to be taking the Pirates to Carter Finley. What, a week or two after he joins our Voices of North Carolina tour, ECU day. Correct. And our friends at 94.3 The Game in that part of our statewide audience always celebrate and help us promote ECU Day, and we thank them for that. But think about it. Almost everywhere on there, like Mac is back in Chapel Hill. Nobody's picking the Tar Heels to be great, but there's a different level of excitement. They just had their most season ticket sales in more than a decade for Carolina football. So Dave Clawson's gone to three straight bowls and won three straight bowls at Wake Forest, right? Coach Cut is Coach Cut at Duke. Plus, those co-hosts are always fantastic. You know, what's the hook for the Hornets? I mean, you know, you got nine different shows we'll set treat up. It. We'll treat it as Eli an Drinkwitz NBA Eli Drinkwitz is maybe. returning to the three – or he's, he's, he's the new guy, I should say, at the three-time defending Sun Belt football champion App State Mountaineers, right? I, I'm hearing lots of bells and whistles and Hall of Fame coaches and new guys bringing optimism and brilliant announcers and friends of the program. I don't know, man. Is Michael Jordan hosting Hornets Day? What do we get? What do we get? What are we getting out of that trade? What's the what's the bottom line on Hornets Day? Are they gonna have the greatest Hornets alumni of all time joining us? I'll say potentially. And uh, the, all throughout these next two weeks, there are a lot of cool surprises that will that will that will take place and, and be on the air in your absence while you're in London. Good thing the Hornets have a sense of humor.
<laughs> right. There were years where maybe we had to beg them to be a part of the Voices of North Carolina tour. Frankly, the shoe is on the other foot at this point. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Free for All Friday continues and is all about us following your lead. We've had goofy fun with nicknames today. We are glad that college football is back and the NFL games have begun. Broncos over Falcons last night. Panthers at Chicago next Thursday gets their four-game preseason slate underway. Ryan Khalil is back just with the New York Jets. Melvin Gordon has requested a trade from the L.A. Chargers. Ezekiel Elliott is still in Cabo as Cowboys owner Jerry Jones basically shrugged his shoulders. Do we have any Bob Marley bump music today? Do you hear Jerry Jones talking about Zeke? What's what's uh the, well Marley has a lot of laid <laughs> laid back don't sweat the small stuff type songs, but Jerry Jones clearly channeling his inner Bob Marley when he says I'm really unconcerned about the timetable and with uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his holdout it's all good he's in Cabo we're practicing preseason games less than a week away regular seasons only a month away didn't you hear a lot of Bob Marley in, in Jerry yeah, Jones? No, I can tone? see that. In his defense, he's been through this before, right? I mean, specifically with Emmett Smith in a certain season in which the Cowboys won the whole shebang. Could so. you could you hear Bob Marley singing "Every Little Thing's Gonna Be All Right" as Jerry Jones was meeting with the media earlier today? I'm telling you, he, it, this is his superstar running back. The guy who's been healthy for, and available, I should say, for two full seasons while with the Dallas Cowboys and led the NFL in rushing both times. And even though he missed time with the suspension the other year, he still had a good season, all things considered. This is not just another guy, man. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's going to be all right. That's what Jerry Jones says. Cam Newton did speak to the media yesterday for the first time in more than seven months. He described himself as, quote, a work in progress. I have more thoughts on those NFL headlines as we welcome more of your phone calls. And the NFL question of the day is this. Every year, at least one NFL team goes from last place in its division the previous year to making the NFL playoffs the following year. Jets and Jaguars are the only two teams getting significant support from our statewide audience today. They were last place in their divisions last year. They have a chance to bounce back. They finally have a quarterback in Jacksonville. My Eagles' Nick Foles now taking the snaps for the Jaguars. Hasn't been a defensive issue in Jacksonville, right? They have a chance now that St. Nick is at the controls. The Cardinals, the Raiders, the Bucks, the Giants, the Lions, and the Bengals are the other six candidates to go from worst to the playoffs, but not nearly as much optimism surrounding them. 1-800-849-2761. I have the over at the Vegas betting window. The Carolina Panthers, at least for now, are listed at 7.5 victories. Remember, that's a 16-game regular season. If you think the Panthers are going to go 8-8 eight and eight or better, you're betting the over. Barring serious injuries to too many key players, I think the Panthers are a great bet to be the over. Free for All Friday resumes with your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. That's next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, maybe join you in a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. 
Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. It is the one and only day our statewide platform is turned over to you, the good people and citizens and sports fans of the great state of North Carolina. It has to relate to sports or this show or any combination of those things, but it's all fair game for your comments, questions, complaints, prognostications. You can be next. It can be on anything we've discussed all week long. You can take us in an entirely different direction. It could be on something that's just been burning a hole in your sports soul for a long, long time. Excellent use of free-for-all Friday freedoms often involves the lines were jammed earlier this week on a good question of the day. I think Alton in Cedar Grove, North Carolina, is thinking along those lines because yesterday, think about this. It was a special day, August 1st, for football fans because if you play high school football or support somebody who does, it was the first day of practice yesterday. If you're a fan of college football, for all but a handful, yesterday was reporting day. And if you're a fan of actual games, albeit preseason games, the first the NFL had to offer in 2019 was also yesterday. So August 1st, at every level, was a launching pad of sport of sorts for the great sport of football. Our question of the day was, if you played this game, or maybe you still coach this game, what life lessons did you learn or are you teaching? Because even as those from Vince Lombardi way back in the day, who had famous quotes left and right about the importance of football, one of them was this, football is like life. It requires perseverance, self-denial, hard work, sacrifice, dedication, and respect for authority. And Lombardi's got like a dozen more like that. More recently, Larry Fedora of UNC went so far as to say the decline of football would mean the decline of America. I don't go quite as far as Fedora did, but I am on board for some of those Lombardi-type lessons. We asked if you played or coach or still do, what life lessons did you learn from the sport of football? As remember, participation rates are down more than 20% over the last five years or so in what has become America's sport. There's nothing wrong with the TV viewership numbers. I mean, they were down a little bit just because the rest of TV was down a little bit. It is still the super heavyweight. Anybody who tells you that, you know, people are boycotting American football, laugh at them. They have no idea what they're talking about. And just show them a list of the most watched American TV programs. Not just sports, all of American TV. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, in some years are all NFL games playoffs but also some regular season sprinkled in there it's not a popularity in terms of spectators issue it's a question about a viability long term of a game that has a 20 percent plus drop in high school participation rates even as virtually every high school sport beyond football has increased numbers Alton and Cedar Grove maybe has a life lesson from football. You may have a question, comment, or complaint on something else. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Alton, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Fine, fine. I just, uh, in June of 2018, completed uh, 40 years as a high school coach. I uh, was never a head football coach, but I was a successful track coach, uh, fairly unsuccessful basketball coach and successful assistant football coach for a number of those years. And that question made me think back to when I played high school football in the early 70s in um, eastern North Carolina at a small high school. Okay. I was a classic 
I was a classic program player. Unfortunately, I was small, black, and slow, which was, uh, which was probably part of the reason I didn't get to play as much as I thought I should. But um, I was a little frustrated at times during my senior year. I was playing behind a um, uh, one of the best running backs in the state, um, and I just didn't think I was on the field as much as I should be. And my coach at one point told me I had a bad attitude because I let the coach know I thought I should be playing more, not necessarily starting, but playing more. And I did have one period there where I quit the team for 45 minutes, but it had nothing to do with that. My grandfather was dying of cancer, and uh, I lived with him, and I was working at the house. And my father, and to this day I'll never figure out why this happened, my father was at home a day uh, at a time of day he's never home. And when he found out what I was going to do because I had to help around the house, he said, no, don't do that. He said, I know how much you love it. So I went back and they hadn't even uh, logged my equipment in. But, uh, you know, I continued to work uh, through all of this. And the last game, in fact, the first game that uh, my high school had ever been in the high school playoffs, I wound up playing the entire second half of our only playoff game. And I got to play against a, a guy that people at uh, at University of North Carolina be very familiar with, David Simmons, who played in the uh, played for the Green Bay Packers and was all ACC performer. And uh, I finished my career on the field playing the entire second half. And the reason I tell that story is that it would have been real easy for me to have quit uh, because I was frustrated about my playing. No doubt, man. Uh, right and. I never went home, never complained about parents. I never asked for a meeting with coach. And that was one of the things I noticed as towards the end of my coaching career that was becoming an issue. And I just, uh, I would share this story with my kids sometimes to let them know, hey, you know, sometimes you're going to be faced with, you know, adversity in, in, you know, if you're playing a sport. And sometimes you just have to work through that. And I'm so glad that I did. And I believe if I didn't and I had taken the easy way out and walked away from it, I think my career as a teacher and a coach would have turned out very differently than it did. Amen. That's really well said, Alton. Thank you for all those years as a servant of our community, as a coach. Thanks for sharing that story about you as an athlete. I feel similarly, and I welcome more calls, 1-800-849-2761. I have been both the guy. I mean, he, well, he, he was what in Eastern North Carolina? He was slow, black, and what? And uh, small, I believe. <laughs> Small, small, slow, and black. All right. I was like the six-foot white dude trying to make my middle school basketball team, and yet my skills were that of like a power forward. That's just not going to work really well. If you're my size in basketball, you, you better have some perimeter skills. So I made the team. I hardly ever played. I set a lot of screens. I dove a lot of, for a lot of loose balls. I tried to be a rebounder and a defender and a glue guy. I was good in the locker room, Darren. I was. I was the student body president and literally the last guy on the basketball team. You learn something through that perspective. And then if you're the best player on the baseball team, which I was at different times, and trust me, I have a lot more I didn't matter stories in sports than I have I was the guy who was supposed to win the game. But I, there's life lessons all the way through all of that. Not giving up, even though it looks like you might not see your name on the wall when the basketball coach in our middle school 
we kind of merged them together uh, at St. Simon and Jude in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It was more like one through eight, more than a breakdown between elementary and middle, the way my kids' uh, public schools do. But, you know, there you are. You're, you're all, the, all the way through. It's the same head coach of the boys' basketball team. So you're the third grader, fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader, and then you're eligible for the JV. And then, you know, you make that, and then you want to make the varsity. I mean, it's the guy. He's the man. He's the guy that you've been hoping to play for for six years. You don't want to fall short. So, I mean, I, by the skin of my teeth, made the basketball team. But in other sports, I knew what it was like to not see your name. And then you got to decide, are you going to keep working? Are you going to give up? Are you going to feel sorry for yourself? How are you going to handle being the guy who's asked to win the game in baseball against your arch rival? Maybe when your other best player is sick or whatever. That's a whole set of life lessons when you're in the crosshairs whole separate set of life lessons when you really know you're probably never going to influence an important game. How do you approach practice every day? How do you approach the possibility of getting cut? How hard do you work in practice knowing that on St. Simon and Jude's eighth grade team, man, we were either getting killed or killing somebody if I was getting called from the end of the bench. Baseball, I mean, I was the star pitcher. Nothing happened until I threw the ball. There's there's no greater contrast between the last guy on the bench and the guy who's asked to win the game. I learned lessons in both cases, and Darren, you've gotten to know me well enough that you can also almost picture, I think. I would pull I was a voracious reader of sports content as a kid. So I fell in love with, you know, Jimmy V's Never Give Up, a version of what Alton just said, right? Why did his story have a positive ending? Because he never gave up. And he shared that story with his kids, and he became a coach and shared it with his players and helps motivate them to not give up. My dad would smile when I would say things like, hey, Dad, did you know that George Hallis, the legendary NFL coach, once said, nobody who ever gave his best ended up regretting it? And dad would say, that's a great quote, young man. You know, it's a great attitude. Go back out. And don't you love that? You know who George Hallis is, right? Legendary NFL head coach. Now, nine times out of ten, when your erudite yet occasionally smart aleck child comes to you with this particular quote, you're just nodding your head. Like Bear Bryant said, don't give up if you're trailing at halftime. Concentrate on winning the second half. Again, I mean – What mom or dad would not say, yeah, young man, uh, life lessons through sports. Listen to what Coach Hallis said. Listen to what Coach Landry said. Tom Landry, Dallas Cowboys, your family team. A winner never stops trying, right? Another good one. Can you, you don't have your own children, but can you imagine a little mini? It's tough to scoff at these, right? A a mini Darren Vaught, you're just so proud. (laughs) that your boy is reading these things rather than wasting time on his futuristic smartphone, right? And he's bringing these to you, and you're like, wow, like, I don't have to overrule. I don't have to use my super dad veto power over any of these. So because baseball was the sport where I excelled and I played for 20 years and I was often in that spotlight, let's just say that there were times – that I was not on my super best behavior. I know this comes as a shock to you, Darren, knowing me for four years. There are, <laughs> there are times, maybe you can imagine this, if I have a little bit of a chip on my sports radio shoulder, 
as a young competitor, now I didn't have Grace and Allen style trip people on purpose problems, just to be clear. <laughs> but, you know, just the scowl unnecessarily at the occasional umpire, not as an older guy. I figured that out. You know when I figured it out? When I was an umpire for my little brother's baseball teams. You put your life lesson, put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a while, you'll have a greater appreciation for what they do. I was nicer to umpires through my teens because I was the umpire. My brother's uh, seven years younger than I am. So I used to umpire his kids, his teammates' games. So my dad wasn't sure that my best self was always coming out at these younger ages. And I showed him a Newt, a Newt Rockney quote. You know the Notre Dame legendary <laughs> yeah. coach? The quote was this, show me a good and gracious loser and I'll show you a failure. <laughs> nice. Little trickier for a parent, no? <laughs> That Tom Landry, Bear Bryant stuff was easy. I see what you do. You butter them up with the the other stuff. And then when something like this right? plays to your advantage, you're just like, see? Right? George Hallis, nobody who ever gave his best ended up regretting it. There's nothing controversial there. Oh, yeah, Dad? Wait till you hear what Newt Rockney said. And I'm going to win one for the Gipper. Show me a good and gracious loser, and I'll show you a failure. That's a little trickier, Darren, for the younger athletes in our audience as moms and dads everywhere curse the idea that I just brought that up in case their youngster is listening. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here. Welcome back to the David Blunt Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the The gentleman whose voice you hear is a philosopher king and one of the legends of our time, Jimmy Buffett. This song is called Lovely Cruise. It is our goal, believe it or not, each week, Monday through Friday, noon to three, for those of you who get us live, to make it a lovely cruise through the sports world for you. We're honored to have you as our passengers. We appreciate when you put up our occasional steering of the ship into the rocks. Far more good days than bad days, I think. Thanks to Scott Fowler and Mark Brazel for dropping by as guests. VIP guest Ryan, intern Christian, Darren Vaught's the producer of this program. Enjoy the Wyndham Championship, Major League Baseball heating up. NFL, college football is back. Darren, thanks for your hard work as well. I will be back on Monday for best and worst of the weekend, and then I'm headed to London. See you later. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.